0: purchase necessary vgw group void where prohibited by law 18 plus terms and conditions apply ladies and gentlemen this is james Ellsworth, duh and you're listening to stew's wrestling podcast remember any man with two hands has a fighting chance
1: you're listening to stew's wrestling podcast established 2019 direct from the north wales coast his verbal skills Definitely outweigh his wrestling ability. It's time for British Wrestling's Sharpshooter. Your host, Stu Palmer. Well, here we go. We hit part two of the Baltimore, Maryland doubleheader. Back to the USA Bay back across the pond I love doing these and what a guess what an absolute guess of a guest this was Richie Sorrentino Barry Horowitz thank you very much for facilitating this it's the former WWF light heavyweight champion Dwayne Gill the former member of the job squad he was known as Gilberg too you will remember him fondly in the WWF way back when way back when talk about Barry getting his start how quickly how soon he got into WWF WWE at the time You'll be intrigued by that one, I tell you. We talk about his time tagging as Agony and Pain with Barry Hardy. Barry Hardy wasn't a wrestling fan and Dwayne Gill couldn't believe it when he saw Barry on his screen many, many years ago. Dwayne had a great career enhancing some of the best talent in WWF, WWE 2. And we talk about all this and more. So without further ado, I'm going to be quiet. It's not about me. It's about the guests. It's episode 48 with Dwayne Gill. Gilbert, WWF WWE alumni legend. Enjoy. My guest all the way from Baltimore Are you in Baltimore the way? Baltimore, Maryland, yes, sir. It's our second guest from Baltimore, Maryland, believe it or not. We've had James Ellsworth. I know you've bumped into James Ellsworth over the years, but we'll oh, get yeah, to
2: that. Well.
1: It is WWF. WWE alumni, Mr. Dwayne Gill, and you might have also known him as Gilberg. How's it going, Dwayne? Good, good, good. How you doing, Stu? All oh, good, man. Oh, good. honestly, pleasure getting you on today.
2: Glad to hear it, man. I, I I love man wrestling over there where you are. Did you? Yeah. Oh my God, the fans are awesome.
1: We're uh, we like a like a pack of rabid animals. That's what I would uh, liken us to. But that's what we like. That's what we yeah. go after. You know what I'm saying? I absolutely, absolutely. How's uh, the pandemic been for you, Dwayne? That's my that first really, one. Everything's going good for me, man. How about you? Just sticking to the rules, isn't it? And for that <laughs> that far it's down, the thing over there, huh? Just it took me a couple of weeks. I had the missus telling me off. She's like, "You can't hug people." <laughs> Get yeah. you. Get your elbows out and all the rest of it. So yeah, just we
2: know it, man. Luckily, with- luckily, I don't know anybody who has had it or anything like that. You know what I mean?
1: Yeah. L- yeah, that's the main thing, isn't it? Yeah, same here, mate. Same here with us. Right, Wayne. Can you tell us when you first started watching pro wrestling?
2: Uh, was two, three. <laughs> <laughs> I, I was one of the biggest fans in the world. Let me put it to you this way. When I was 10 or 12, wrestling only came on one day a week, and it was Saturday at 4 o'clock. If it was 3.45 and I was up the bat and somebody said, hey, what time is it, 3.45? I would drop the bat and run home as fast as I could because my father was sitting next to the TV with a bowl of popcorn getting ready to watch wrestling. We always <laughs> watched it every single week, every week. And Then uh, I moved to Florida when I was like 17. And uh, we went to the Eddie Graham Sports Arena, and I mean, I watched Dusty Rhodes, um, uh, Eddie Graham, Mike Graham, all of them, you know, start out. Tommy Rich, all of them, I watched all of them start out.
1: That's a plethora of guys, Mr. Gil. Oh, uh, yeah. but who, who, Obviously, you've stated some of the guys there that you watched. Who, who jumped out the screen at you, and also when you were in attendance at the matches, who, which guys did you love watching? I know you've listed a few, but obviously, just to extend uh, off yeah. that, maybe.
2: My, my favorites, my favorites watching before I became a wrestler was The Legion of Doom, Dusty Rhodes, Junkyard Dog, uh, you know, um, uh, Bruno San Martino, Larry Zabisco, you know, uh, uh, um, uh, Kamala, uh the iron sheik hogan you know what i mean you're talking no. uh, you know british bulldog jake the snake all of them, man and they all and what was so great about it was i made it up there in time to become friends with all of them when did you begin training and where did you train i uh, i actually trained in my buddy's basement on a concrete floor with a half inch of padding and and, a little bit of carpet. And that was about a 10 by 10 piece of carpet that we had that I started training on, which was Barry Hardy, my partner. Yeah. He taught me me how to wrestle. I have everything to thank to him. And, you know, I I can't say anything else. He taught me everything, you know, except for when I got up to WWE and WWF. I mean, WWF, the reason we went up there and we're jobbers was because what's better... If you want to be the best in your craft to learn from the very best, or go ahead and wrestle a bunch of guys who really don't know what they're doing in the independence. You see what I mean? Yeah, Mom. Oh. <laughs> so that that was our philosophy. That's how we got as good as we did, because of the fact, you know, during the daytime, you're in the ring with those guys and they're saying, Look, try this, do this. This is how you do this better. This is how you do this better. And that's how you become better. You know what I mean? I was just gonna just to scoot back a
1: bit. Obviously, you're saying about being chopping enhancement stuff up, but how long was it um, in terms of training to the first match? What was the time frame for yourself? Because obviously, it differs from guy to guy. <laughs> you're smiling. Yeah,
0: because
2: <laughs> I, I honestly had an in. Um, uh, I know you're not gonna believe it, but my third professional match was in WWF. Wow. And that's no lie. I, wow. I'll say seven months from the day I started wrestling, I was in WWF. Was that was that the best for you personally to be in that
1: quick looking Oh back? my
2: god, yes, luckily I was God gifted because I watched it my whole life and played my whole life wrestling but when it came time to do it, I knew exactly what to do, how to do it, where, boom, 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 boom. I just didn't know how to take the bumps. I had to learn how to take the bumps. You know what I mean? And that's where Barry taught me. I mean, I knew all the moves. I knew how to you know, do the moves, but I knew them for real. You know what I'm saying? And then Barry taught me to fine-tuning and everything. And to be honest with you, the first day I got in the wrestling ring and he threw a punch, I went, you are kidding, right? And he goes, no. <laughs> I said it's not real, and he goes, no, brother. <laughs> oh, and that's how much of a fan I was.
1: Absolutely, yeah. You got to be a fan. You got to be a fan, Dwayne, first and uh, foremost.
2: Barry, my partner, used to hate wrestling. We used to hang out when we were before I became a wrestler, before he ever became a wrestler. And uh, he, I would go, man, come on, Barry, wrestling's on. Come on over, man. Let's watch. I ain't watching that fake. Don't man, I ain't watching that stuff. And then we moved apart because I got married and he got married. And then like four years later, I'm watching wrestling. I go, "Hey, hon, come here. Ain't that Barry, but a lot bigger?" And she goes, "Yeah, it is." And then Barry Hardy came across the screen. I was like, "Oh my God!" So I called his mother, and she goes, "Dwayne, that's pre-recorded. He's home." I said, "Give me his number, please." He gave me his number, I called him, he lived a quarter mile away from me, and he said, dude, I have been looking for you for the last two years since I started wrestling. He, he said, wow. come over. I went over that night and started taking hip tosses and body slams on concrete.
1: You formed, it. You formed the tag team with Barry, didn't you? And you were no... As the Lords of Darkness, I've done my research, as best I can, pre-WWF, you see, because I know you very well from WWF. And you were billed as Agony and Pain, maybe your wrestling names, within the tag team. How was it tagging with Barry?
2: I was great, man. I love tagging with Barry. To be honest with you, we were one hell of a tag team. And, uh, you know, Jimmy Hart used to always tell us, guys, if you could take six months and go to Memphis, you will be big stars. But we couldn't because we both had families. And you know, back in the uh, late 80s, early 90s, Memphis meant like 150 bucks a week, (laughs) you know? And you had to live and eat off of that and travel. You know what I mean? If you go to Memphis, you guys will be big stars. But we couldn't do it because we had families. And I couldn't do it because uh, I would have lost everything. And my family is everything to me, man. My wife, two kids, it's... I never knew love until I saw my kids' faces, oh, man. You know, absolutely. I don't know if you have kids or whatever, but it's not not yet. Yet. brother, got, it's something you will never believe.
1: I've got two nephews and a niece, uh, uh-huh. four, four, six, and ten. So I'm living it through them at the moment, aren't I? But when I have my own, you know, I'm sure. Brother, you will not believe the feeling it is. You will not believe it. Which guys did you go up against when you were tagging it's the Lords of Darkness with Barry who, who, was, who was in there, who he mixed it up with.
2: We won against everybody, anybody and everybody you can think of. We used to wrestle, actually, we used to wrestle the Headbangers before they were the Headbangers. They were the Spiders. <laughs> we used to wrestle, um, oh, my God, man, we used to wrestle so many tag teams. I mean, everybody you can think of we've wrestled. Everybody. We, and, actually, we used to wrestle Jim Powers and Raymond Rougeau every year so that they could get the wrestling license and keep the wrestling license each year <laughs> and wrestle them in the dark wow. match. That's cool, man. Oh, that's yeah, but we wrestled every team you could think of. I mean, most of the tag teams, like Smoking Guns, Men on a Mission, all those in that era, used to come up when they went for the tryout. They would even ask, can we have Gil and Hardy? You know, that was just that's, the way it was. That's the ultimate compliment, that is. Oh, yeah, the ultimate compliment is when the road warriors come through the curtains and they go, where is Gill and Hardy? These guys suck. I need somebody to wrestle. And then they have to go right back out and wrestle us. That's a compliment. How was it getting in the ring with the road warriors? <laughs> uh, to be honest with you. The first time I wrestled them, I was in the ring, and it was only my second time in the WWF ring. And I'm looking around, I'm looking around, you know, just checking everything out. And here comes Road Boys. I'm like, oh, man, this is so cool. This is so cool. And they come up, man. And to looks across at me and goes. <laughs> and, man, I backed up, and I bumped into Barry. I said, Barry, man, these guys know this shit's fake, don't they? And he goes, yeah, the way well, I go, oh, my God, man, I'm about ready to die. And he goes, watch this. He walks over to animal, goes, you, I'm going to break your neck. I'm taking them titles, man. We're the chance. I'm, I'm going, shut up, Barry. Shut up. Shut up, man. <laughs> <laughs> if you ever get a chance to talk to Barry, he'll tell you, man, I was scared to death. Oh,
1: I can only imagine. Which of the guys did you enhance? Obviously, I know you've enhanced many guys over the years. But ones that stood out for you who you made look a million books in the ring, which is obviously your job today. Just a,
2: just a list I, of guys. I most off doing the job was uh, The Undertaker, um, Crush, uh, Mankind. Um, I mean, my favorite, uh, Kurt Henning, British Bulldog, all those guys. You know what I mean? They were, they were just fun.
1: What about in singles? New else in singles competition?
2: That that's what I was talking about. Oh, okay. You know, okay. Undertaker, British okay. Board, all, all yeah, that I, I miss that. it. You're smoking guns? Uh, the uh, the head shrinkers. The you know what I mean? Um, the bushwhackers. Uh, men on a mission. Um, it, you name it, man. We've wrestled them. Uh, Orient Express. Everybody, everybody you can think of. A
1: video, a video went viral. I don't know if it's in the last 12 months, right? And it was the Toxic Turtles. Ah! And <laughs> I, I didn't know until I researched this. Like literally in the past couple of days. Obviously, this video, this video had some traction on the socials in more recent times. I come to find out, you were in the, you were in the costume. You were one of the yes, Toxic sir. Turtles. How was yes, that? Sir.
2: That was great. See, I, we had those outfits made, Barry and I. And we were doing them on the independents. Well, we always wanted to do them up WWF, you know. We said, man, this is a killer gimmick. And we had big, giant, mu- I mean, we were bigger than the British Bulldog. That's, that's the muscles we had sewed into them things, right? And uh, we uh, I finally said, Barry, that's it. For six months, we've been taking them up there, and we never pulled them out. And I said, I'm doing it. I'm doing it, buddy. He goes, well, I got to go out and wrestle. I go, I'm putting it on. I'm going out and dance. So I put the outfit on. I went out and was dancing all around the locker room and I spun like a a break dance and I stopped. (laughs) I was laying there, like this, at my head, like this. And there's a pair of feet, man, right here. And I went, "Uh Uh-oh, because I knew the shoes. I jumped right up and it was, you know, Mr. McMahon. And I went, How you doing? And he goes, Who's in there? And I took my mask off. And he goes, I should have known. I should have known. He goes, Do you got another one? I said, yes, sir. He said, okay, you and Barry in the ring, next match. I said, we can't do next match. He goes, why not? I said, Barry's in the ring now. He said, I suggest you dress him quick. And he goes, "Uh, you and you, you're wrestling the Turtles next. So I had to come up with the whole entire match and everything, you know what I mean? Why we were, you know, and then tell Barry why we were staying on the end of the ring. Hey, Barry, look at what's going to go on. This is what's going to (laughs) happen. that's yeah. cool and I said look do me a favor go in there and let him body slam you when he body slams you lay there and roll around man like you can't get up you're a turtle and I'll run in and roll you back over <laughs> he goes really I said yeah come on man what the hell right oh he goes all right he, goes, all right. he did it man we already crack it up I can only imagine I can only imagine <laughs> that was the Lord the darkness finished that was called death from above I, I am the only one that I have ever seen be able to do that to this day. On a 20-foot ring, you can lay a guy in the middle of the ring and bring me in the hard way, and I will do a flip and land just so nice on his chest with my back. It's unbelievable.
1: It's cool. What were your dealings like with Mr. McMahon? Obviously, you touched upon talking to Vince McMahon when you were in the costume. How, how, was, how was Vince on a professional level when you were working for him? That's going to be the next
2: one. Yeah, you know, let let me explain something to you. Vince McMahon with the uh, let's say bad attitude or whatever it is. I I was there twenty years, you know, doing jobs and everything, and uh, I never seen this asshole that he's supposed to be. Only on TV, you know what I mean? Yeah. In person, he was the nicest, kindest gentleman. When I was there for three years, I hardly ever spoke to him except for, how you doing, Mr. McMahon? How's it going? And he walked up to me and said, hey, Dwayne, how you doing today? I said, good, Mr. McMahon. He said, how's Lil? How's little Dwayne? How's Tammy? I went, Mr. McMahon, how do you know that? How do you know my family? And he goes, Dwayne, that's my job. You know what I mean? He said, that's my job. How is everything? I said, good, Mr. McMahon. Very good. No, I mean, that, that amazed me there. Um, one time I had almost seven thousand dollars stolen from me in the locker room Vince came out of his office gave me seven thousand dollars and said very wow. I'm very very sorry that that happened in my locker room and I was like yes sir thank cause I mean seven thousand dollars to me was yeah a lot I mean, of money. a hundred thousand to most other people you know yeah, what i mean
1: absolutely
2: and yeah that was my rent and everything I was like oh my god oh my god and it, nope don't you worry about Chief giving seven grand? Right. Wow. Away. I'm sorry wow. that happened in my locker room, Dwayne. Oh, that's nice. That was
1: a nice touch from from Mister McMahon. What,
2: what was also said there, without being said, was that I was an honest guy, and he believed me. He didn't doubt one second. You know what I mean? And that 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 made me feel really good, really good.
1: You you left you left WWF for a little bit. Were you on the independence in that time?
2: If I uh, no no, what happened was I uh, went down and did a did a little stint down in WCW.
1: And right.
2: Okay. I wrote to wrestling, Hugh Morris, and I totally exploded my right shoulder. I couldn't. I, I was like I couldn't lift it. I was you know couldn't do nothing, and uh, it took like a year to get it back into shape. And then I started doing independence, and that's when I came up with. Uh, I was doing uh, Stone Old. I was doing The Underfaker. And then I did Gilbert. <laughs> and how Gilbert became a WWF thing was I was, I was Dwayne Gill, light heavyweight champion on a job squad. Yep. and We were doing house shows, and I was in the back talking to uh, Percy and Kane, you know, Paul Bear and Kane. Yep, absolutely. And I was telling them all that, and I said, yeah, and I did Gilbert. And Paul Bear looked at me and goes, oh, Dwayne Gill. I think you've got something there, boy. And I just laughed and didn't worry about it, right? But the next day it was TVs, and we were in the in in uh, catering, and everybody starts going Gilbert <laughs> because he had a, he got everybody together. So I I threw a tray down, and jumped off, ah, 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 and everybody started laughing. And that was it. I went home two days later. Get a phone call from the office. Dwayne, yeah? What's this Gilbert thing you do? Oh, I just make fun of goat well, bring everything you got. You're now Gilbert. We're going to do that Monday. I said, okay, you got it. So I brought everything, and I was supposed to wrestle Edge. And I said, are we making fun of the guy? And they're like, yeah. I said, well, Edge is a big star. I'm a jobber that just became a star. He can beat me no matter what. Everybody knows that. Give me Luna, because Luna was a good friend of mine. And Luna's going, Dwayne, Dwayne, this is wrong. No, 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 this is wrong. This is, no, 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 no. And I'm going, Luna, if you want to be for real, you could probably kick my ass for real. <laughs> if you go, Luna Vachon, I wouldn't mind. <laughs> She
1: was hard as nails that lady. Oh, my
2: God. Hard but, as nails. But as is soft as... Is, is, yeah, yeah. She was so sweet. If people who knew her wouldn't believe that was the same person, you know what I mean? And... uh I said, come on, Luna, we're going to make fun of the guy. Come on, come on. And she goes, all right. And so if you remember in the match, right in the middle of the match, we ran into each other in the middle of the ring, and she went, I'm lost. And I went, ball shot, because I couldn't think of nothing else. And (laughs) she went down, pal, gave me a ball shot, and I grabbed her arm with my leg. And I went, oh, as loud as I could. And I'm looking her in the face. She's going, let go of my arm, you son of a bitch. I swear I'm going to kill you. I'm going to kill you. I'm going to kill you. (laughs) Because I was holding her arm, you know what I mean? <laughs> and then I fell over, boom, with her arm in between my legs. And I, just, oh, I swear, I'm going to kill you. We get in the locker room. I'm going to kill you. <laughs> so, it was so funny. But when we came back after that match, yeah, I walked through the curtain. Every McMahon, every wrestler, every production, everybody that had anything to do with backstage was back there. Standing there, all the women, their makeup was running down their face. They're all laughing and clapping. And, and it was the greatest honor I ever got in wrestling. Even over winning the title, that was yeah. the biggest honor. All of my peers, people that I've looked up to for years, were clapping and cheering me. That, I, it doesn't get no better, brother.
0: It's that age-old question that we all ponder. Is wrestling fixed? This is Bill Apter, and my answer to that is, I didn't know it was broken. So many of you know me from my days back at the classic wrestling magazines, and a lot of you from OneWrestling.com and OneWrestlingVideo.com. But I always get questions about various things I have did through the years to propel my career to where it is today as the world's most recognizable journalist in pro wrestling. What was my relationship with the McMahons? was I the guy who started that feud between the actor comedian Andy Kaufman and Jerry the King Lawler what is Ric Flair really like who are my favorites well all this and more answered in my book that you can get online or at your favorite book dealer called is wrestling fixed I didn't know it was broken it's a great read got great views and hopefully you'll be picking it up soon too so the answer to is wrestling fixed. You know it now. I didn't know it was broken. This is Bill Apter, and I'll see you at the matches. G T G, often imitated but never duplicated. You're kind of broad at the shoulder, narrow at the hip. No other promotion give us any lip. We're the best of the best, the beasts of the east. S O S, simply out of sight. G T G. When he said, "Good times to you.
1: Dwayne, how how was it being just to scoot back a bit? How was it being a part of the job squad, job squad at the time? Oh, how was that for it, you?
2: It was awesome. It was actually a dream come true. Like I always say, thank God for Al Snow. Yeah. Everybody's like, why? And I said, who come up with the job squad? <laughs> there wouldn't have been a Dwayne Gill, you know, if it wasn't a job squad. You know oh, what I mean? Yeah. You no, know, I love being on job squad. Al Snow, Two Cold Scorpio, Bob Holly. Man, and uh the blue meanie, come on man. What better what better company do you need, you know?
1: How did it come about winning the like heavyweight title from Christian? How was
2: that pitched to you? Um, to be honest with you, I laughed right in Jim Ross's face when he said it. I laughed right in his face on it, like, <laughs> Yeah, right. I said, Headbangers, Paul Bear, Undertaker, where are you guys at? Said, somewhere, man. This is not a rib. And I turned around, and Jim Ross was looking at me like this. Just with straight face, just, and I went, oh, wait a minute. You're not kidding, are you, Jim? He said, oh, no, son, that's a straight shoot. And I said, well, let me think about, okay. And he said, no, take time, call your wife. I said, fuck, dude, I said, F my wife, F everybody, F everything. I've been up here 15 years busting my ass. I'm ready to sign that contract. <laughs> he said, well, let me get one sent to you, no problem. And uh, I went over and sat down with uh, Glenn Root, if you know who that is, Thrasher. Yeah, yeah, you know, absolutely. He was, he was cards. And I told him that would happen. He said, that's awesome, man. So Jim Ross comes walking back by, and he goes, here he comes, here he comes. I go, all right, because he was walking from behind me. And uh, he tapped me on the back and said, come on, Dwayne. And I got up started walking away, and I, and Glenn goes, hey, Dwayne. I went, like, what? He goes, here. And threw a pen to me. He goes, you're going to need that. <laughs> So that, that's how it happened. Yep, yeah, I, I, I thought I was in trouble because Jim Ross was like, follow me. And we walked way back in the arena, man, like away from everybody. And uh, he said, I guess you're wondering why I brought you back here. I said, uh, yes, sir, I really am. And he says, well, uh, we want to put the light heavyweight title on you. And to do that, we got to sign you to a three-year contract. And that's when I went, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. Okay, yeah, okay. You know, I thought for sure it was a rip. I swear I did. I thought it was a rib. <laughs> it's
1: incredible, man. It's incredible. Mm-hmm. During, during the Attitude Era, obviously it's held, held in high esteem by the fans. What was it like being in the locker room with the caliber of talent that the WWF
2: had at the time when you were in amongst all that? How, how was it? Brother, it was the greatest feeling in the world. Because my true opinion is, you know how fans are called marks. My true opinion is the marks are the wrestlers because a fan is smart enough to say, I will pay $10, 20 $50 to watch it. The real mark is the one that says, I don't care how bad it hurts, what happens, how many bones I break or what. I want to do that. That's a mark. Am I correct? Yep. Yep. So the wrestlers are the marks. The <laughs> fans are the fans, you know? That's the way I've always looked at it.
1: That's cool. That's cool, yeah, man.
2: Without fans, there is no us.
1: I I was, when I was researching, you faced Triple H for the for the world title in '99 on SmackDown. I couldn't. I tried to jog my memory back. Obviously, I was watching it, and I just couldn't remember. But yeah, tell us how that was facing Triple H for the world that title,
2: was man. Oh, so awesome! Because what was supposed to happen was he was supposed to just beat the hell out of him. Just come out there and just beat the hell out of me. And uh, when the agent left the room, he said, okay, Dwayne, this is what's really going to (laughs) happen. He said, we're going to give the crowd something. They're going to blow up. Watch. They're going to shit themselves. And I said, really? He said, yeah. But we're taking you out on a stretcher. I said, you got it, buddy. So he said, spear me four or five times. He said, when you do it, take me out, Dwayne. I said, well, I played football for about 14 years, brother. You really want me to hit you? I'll hit you. He said, take me out. I'm big enough. I can handle it. And I mean, I took him out every time, as hard as I could. He took the best bumps in the world. He sold so good. You saw it. He sold so good for me. And then I missed. Oh, the crowd was like, yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, -oh, he's dead. (laughs) And then memory beat me with the
1: chair. But yeah, like I say, I was trying to jog my memory back Roger, on it. Yeah, he, man. He
2: bent that chair in half like eight times on me. And you know what's funny? Didn't touch me. I, I was sitting there watching the chair bend over top of me, and I didn't feel nothing.
1: Sorry about that. No, yeah, you're all right. No no problem. No problem. <laughs> no problem at all, man. I'm, lo- I'm loving this. I'm loving this. You had... You had the light heavyweight title for 15 months, but before you lost it to Esa I remember the Sunday night heat when you lost it. You cut a little promo before you came down. Why did they not have you showcase and defend the title as much? Management, why did we not see you defend the belt more? Because
2: and- I was doing the Gilbert thing. Right, okay. The thing was, and that's why I wrestled heavyweights. Because when they pitched it, I said, hey, oh, first off, I don't want to lose my title. And they said, you're not. That's the beauty of it. Yeah. You're wrestling heavyweights. You're a light heavyweight champion. You know? Make it believable. And if you remember, I started winning. I beat Mark Marrow. I beat Goldust. Yeah, I, yeah I started winning, but then that's when he went, bleh. Hey, right here. I want to show you something real
1: quick. Show me something, Dwayne. Absolutely. Oh, wow. <laughs> hey. <laughs> is, yeah, baby. This is this is a treat for the people that are going to watch this episode on there YouTube, is. Right right Dwayne. They there, you are. There it is. The light heavyweight title, Gilberg the Wayne Gill. Yes, <laughs> That's I awesome. That man. Thanks, thanks for putting that on screen, man. Appreciate that. They'll, they'll love that, the fans and the listeners and the viewers.
2: Yeah, and the last uh my retirement match when I wrestled Ellsworth, I beat him for his light heavyweight title. <laughs> I got that too, look. Bring bring it on out,
1: bring it on out, man. Just going, just going into the vault here to get his stuff really. There you go.
2: There's the his light heavyweight title. <laughs> and yeah. now I want to show you something from my wrestling school. This used to be the TV title at my wrestling school. Yeah. This is really cool. Look wow. at that.
1: That's incredible, man. I need to. I need to talk to you about the academy in a bit. Actually, yeah, that, that's amazing. Oh, thank you, thank you for putting these on camera. Appreciate you doing that. Oh, it's my pleasure, bro. Absolutely brilliant, absolutely brilliant. Now, um, Dwayne. Hey, I'm listening. Going to the, going back um to Sunday Night Heat facing S.A. Rios. Obviously, you lost the belt. How, how was how was the match for you from what you can remember back in two thousand?
2: Oh, it was a great match. The whole thing about it was it was hard as hell. To, we had a, a an awesome match if you remember. He was doing all kind of flips and I got the I actually got to work and do some flips and stuff and show my talent too. And uh, that, that's what I liked about it. But uh, the hard part was he didn't speak a lick of English. Oh, man. Yeah. Not, yeah. A, not a lick. And I speak like zero Spanish. <laughs> <laughs> the only Spanish I know, I can't say.
1: <laughs> <laughs> and, and Lita, if I remember rightly, Lita got involved
2: in the match, didn't she? Yes, yeah, she did. The, yeah. Uh, did the moonshine. You know, Lita, Lita's from Maryland. She trained at MCW. Okay, man. She she started out in SCG, she she trained at Bonebreakers, which is Dan McDivitt's school. Tell you what, the
1: only way it was up for her after that, wasn't it? Mm -hmm. The way she got herself in, you know, she was right Uh, right at the top of the business. Lita
2: Lita is an awesome person. We knew from the first day she stepped in the ring. We said, there's a star right there.
1: You've obviously been, been invited
2: back to WWE,
1: WWF. Oh, yeah. For some spots over the years. Which ones do you remember most fondly when they've had you back
2: over Uh, the years? I I liked all of them, man. I liked all of them. Uh, One of the ones that scared me the worst was when we were back for the Rawls' 20th anniversary. And we were all out at the ring and Stone Cold's tossing everybody beers. And I'm like, yes, yeah, yeah. (laughs) Mark Henry goes, hey, Dwayne, I thought he wanted to smash beers. So I went, smash! And he went. And you got that shit all over my clothes. I went, oh, no, Mark. <laughs> <laughs> he said, don't worry, little man. I, I got you. <laughs> I was like, dude, I'm sorry. I thought you wanted to smash him. He goes, you're all right. You're all right. Don't worry. Oh, Mom. Yeah. And uh, um, I guess, you know, one of the, my best friends up there is the Godfather. I love the Godfather. He was, Him and uh, Viscera, Big Vis. He was so cool, man. Big Viss. I miss that guy. I'll tell you that. He, he, was, he,
1: did, he did well. He did well when he was Mabel, and he was, and he was prevalent, wasn't he, right the way through when he was booked back. He did way better
2: as viscera,
1: I think. He, he, he had longevity with the viscera character. They did loads yeah. of stuff, didn't they? With the women being part of the corporate ministry. Uh, they did, yeah. like you say, yeah, great. Superb. You can't. Oh, yeah, I love, I love you, man. He had a great run. He had a great run. Who else were you who else were you fond of?
2: Which other guy Which which other guys were you fond of? Uh, hold on, Max. Yeah. The only one that ever was ignorant Jimmy was Sting. Wow. Yeah, he was the only one that was ever and that was when I was, you know, I had been up WWF for like three, four years and I went down WCW to do a couple jobs, you know. Yeah and uh, I walked up to him and said, Hey Sting, how you doing? Dwayne Gill and he went, huh, eh. walked away. So, of course, I said, you know... Yeah, <laughs> yeah you,
1: you know what I mean? <laughs> just, just a bit bit. Of, you, you were respectful to him. Introduce yeah. yourself. Just it's likewise, isn't it? The, the locker room
2: etiquette. But that was WCW. Yeah. W, yeah, the locker room. Everybody was family. You were friends. Yeah, you were, hey, how you doing? Hey, hey, hey. Everybody was happy. W, WCW was not a happy locker room.
1: I'm going to go on to um, the Gilberg Pro Wrestling Academy Which you set up in 2010 How did that come about Getting that rocking and rolling?
2: I Well I had the fame You know So I said Let, Let's do it And we, we did it And everything was going Really really good And then uh, I was down in Arizona I had moved to Arizona I was getting ready to open A 25,000 square foot school Wow Yeah And uh, I was two weeks away from it And then we had a uh, A death at the school A very bad Tragic accident And uh it caused the school to close down. You know what I mean? It let's uh, just say financially, it took every cent we had.
1: Oh, so
2: I didn't. I didn't know that. Didn't, yeah.
1: Am I am I all right asking that question? Is it was it all right me asking that question? Uh yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. I, I didn't want to be. I
2: could, I could have not said anything about it, but it was a very yeah. very tragic thing. Right. And, and see, what people don't realize is when you when you train people, they become part of your family. You know what I mean? Yeah. Man. And and when something happens to them, it's it's part of you. You know what I mean? And what really tore me up was the idea that the young gentleman who got hurt was the same age as my son. And it killed me, man. Yeah, it I killed. Imagine. Me. Yeah, I'm getting choked up, man. Let's talk about okay. something else. Okay. Yeah. No it's, problem. It's, it's it's a
1: damn shame, bro. Yeah. It really... that, that's it. Yeah. I'll I'll change I'll change it. I'll, we'll go off onto. I'm gonna ask you. You've obviously you've worked um for adrenaline wrestling and you've worked with James Ellsworth in a in a opponent capacity, and attack capacity. Uh just just some stories about working with James Ellsworth, I think. Your experience. Uh, Ellsworth's
2: cool, man. Yeah. Ellsworth, to be honest with you, Ellsworth's mother went to school with me. Right, okay. I, right, I, okay. I for my whole life and everything, and uh like I say, James when I was doing jobs on TV, he was in school, and I was—I worked for the Board of Education. So I would go do you know, jobs and then go to work when I came home. And I was in the hallway changing light bulbs one day. And he goes, excuse me, Mr. Duane. I said, yeah, Jimmy, what's up, buddy? He goes, uh, aren't you a famous wrestler? I said, well, yeah, a little bit, yeah. And he goes, well, why are you working here? And I said, son, one day you'll find out. He told me he said dude I little did I know how much I would find out <laughs> He said I know exactly what you're talking about <laughs> He's a good kid though he really is man He he's done superb you, you i was know. so happy to see man him get that shot oh. come on how many people built like him get a shot like that it was just you could you could relate you can
1: relate to the guy but yep. as, as a fan and um, the programs you were AJ Styles, Dean Ambrose, then obviously yeah. with Carmella. As the oh, he
2: got, he got such a push! Everything was great. I don't know, man, what happened? because all of
1: a sudden, boop. Yeah. But you know, he, he he runs he runs shows as well. The, the stuff that oh, you don't yeah. realize.
2: <laughs> he, he's James is a great guy.
1: Yeah, I've had I had him on recently. Um, we we need to drop the episode, so yeah, yeah, James on, great.
2: I, I, I'd man, I'd love to see uh wwe or whatever somebody man run an angle, man. he's my my illegitimate son <laughs> because if you went back and looked at all the record school and everything, you'd go, you know that is possible.
1: <laughs> they're interlinked, they're intertwined. you know what I mean that, <laughs> that is
2: possible. I'm with your think, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and, it, it, but but what it would be is it would add a lot of entertainment. Yeah, we we need we need that's, entertainment. You got you got to you got to cut back on the wrestling a little bit and entertain these people. That, that's why a new day is so over because they entertain before they wrestle. And they come out with the horns, the, brr, 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 the whole deal. You know what I mean? And everybody's laughing and carrying on having a good time. And that's why they're over so big.
1: Light, light-heartedness, and a bit of comedy.
2: Yeah, I tried. when I was up there doing that. Uh, doing that thing with Kevin Owens and Chris Jericho. Yeah, I was talking. Hey, hey, New Day. Yeah, you know what you need in your cereal? Don't you? What you need a marshmallow like Gilbert. <laughs> 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 you need a white marshmallow. Oh, You're, like, You're nuts,
1: man! You can't be talking that stuff. <laughs> do, you, do you get to watch much current do wrestling? Think- do you get to watch much current wrestling?
2: Uh now no. I am so busy, man, with my construction business. It's crazy, you know. It, it really is, and I I don't get to watch much. I, I watch, uh, you know, I say about half a Raw and about half a SmackDown. Yeah. And AEW and all that. I really don't have time for
1: it. Yeah, it's just so much, so much out there now. It's, I I struggle. I struggle. With and I,
2: I like to watch a little bit of Ring of Honor because. Um. Of the Briscoes, man, I remember when they started. They were little, teeny, skinny kids, man, <laughs> and they—they are just the nicest guys in yeah. the world. I sta- mean, they are so great. Stayed, I don't understand why they're not in WWE.
1: I just think, I just think, like, look at how they've stuck with Ring of Honor right the way through. It's commendable. You, you
2: know why? You know why? I think, truthfully, you know why? Tell me, Dwayne. They're not pretty. <laughs> Am I lying? Yeah. How many, how many, you know, ugly, messed up people do you see up there? You know, they're missing teeth and everything, but that's their gimmick. That's the what they uh, it. Yeah. They when they, yeah. they go out and all that stuff. You know what I mean? But that's their gimmick, man. And that, WWE could use them so much.
1: What tips would you give to people who want to start out and train pro wrestling and want to be a wrestler? What would be Dwayne Gill's tips? So people
2: want to start out in the business. Don't get in it for the money. Okay. Get in it because you love it and you want to have fun and it's what you want to do. And if you make money, great. But do not get in it for the money because look at it this way. There may be a thousand jobs. Now I'm talking contracted jobs total in all the big leagues. And there's probably 10 million wrestlers. Okay, so think of it that way. You know, there's a million wrestlers, only 10 jobs, you know what I'm saying?
1: Yeah, absolutely.
2: So that's about, if you go into it, please go into it to have fun because it is a total blast. And there's no drug that'll give you that rush that you get before you come through that curtain. And, And it's just the greatest feeling in the world. And you got people coming up to you. Hey, can I have your autograph? Can I take a picture with you? It's just so neat, man. It's uh, you know that's why I've never turned down an autograph, never turned down a picture, never.
1: 99 percent the guys I've met because I've done I've flew over from the UK to WrestleMania. Ninety nine percent, maybe more, have been great. There's just been the odd. There's just been the odd asshole, but for the most part, all the wrestlers are brilliant, humble. You know, like yourself. Yeah.
2: Oh, it is. We're just, we're just down to
1: earth, down to earth. But there's been the odd, there's been the odd one. But for the most part, everyone brilliant.
2: I don't know any, uh, shall we say, silver spoon wrestlers. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Rich guys who said, "I think I'll be a wrestler." You know what I mean? (laughs) No, everybody who's out there was a broke ass samba gun that busted their ass to get where they got. And if they made money, I'm happy as hell for them. You know what I mean? Absolutely. Me now I gotta bust my butt at 62 doing building houses and stuff because well I didn't make the money everybody else. Really.
1: <laughs> do you do you enjoy the construction business? Oh, Obviously,
0: yeah. you won't be doing it for chicken.
1: Yeah, that's cool. I love
2: it. That's I love cool. standing back and saying I built that. I built, that, I built yeah. that. I'm a cabinet maker too. I build cabinets and I make some of the craziest stuff. You know, we have uh, here in Baltimore we have this, it's called Federal Hill. And they're old, old, old buildings where they have, like, Cornish work at the top of them. And yeah. I go up there and take that down and bring it home in my shed, rebuild them and remake them. And it's all got to be hand done. You know, it takes a long time. But that's, I love that's, doing that stuff. That's nice,
1: that's nice to hear what you've done outside the wrestling, what you've accomplished, my man. That's, that's nice. That's nice to hear. I,
2: I consider myself one of the best carpenters you ever find. And I love hunting and fishing. That's cool. That's cool. Right, Dwayne,
1: where can the fans, listeners, viewers find you in terms of social media?
2: Where can you be found? Um, on Twitter, it's. Uh, um, uh, I think it's the uh, Dwayne Gil three, or okay. the real Gilberg. I do believe it's Dwayne Gil three, and then it comes up the real Gilberg. That's cool. You know? And uh, on Facebook, you know, Messenger, I just send me a, just send me on Facebook, send me an invite, uh, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll bring in, man, I, everybody, anybody send me a, you know, friend request, I, come
1: on in, man. <laughs>
2: yeah. Absolutely, absolutely.
1: Dwayne Gill, Gilberg, all the way from Baltimore, Maryland, thank you so much, man, for coming on today. Well,
2: thank you for having me, it is my pleasure, and believe me, I love it over there, man, where you are. I wish I was there now.
1: <laughs> well, that is episode 48, the second part. Two weeks in Baltimore, Maryland. We had James Ellsworth, obviously, for 47. We've had the Wayne Gil, Gilbert for 48. I don't think I've laughed so much and had so much fun on an interview as I did with Dwayne. Brilliant, so nice. Obviously, we touched upon some serious stuff in there. That's what makes the interviews great the interviewees I have on we cover all topics yeah just as a fan getting these guys on as I've said before it's harrowing it's lovely it's humbling and just hope you enjoy it going forward now obviously one a week we might do two a month it might be four a month we're deciding what we're going to do there but we will carry on we'll carry on going as long as I can get interviews we will keep going keep on trucking as they say and Friday release dates going forward thank you very very much for listening Appreciate it. Shoes Wrestling Podcast signing out.
0: Sports Social Podcast Network. 18 plus.